Cuentas. Yes, indeed, you're very welcome on in. A little bit of a different, for no, a whole lot of a different feel to this one. We're gone all Latino. We're gone all cha-cha-cha. It's Celtic Clash 11. And we back. Fantastic version of the fire dance. How are you? Everything good? Another step along that recovery road. Getting the bug back now. Getting the creative juices flowing again. There's a new YouTube channel. It's up and running. There's a website. It's in the pipeline. I promise it's coming. There's new deals in place. There's new arrangements. Lots to come about that. And there's lots of cool, super exciting new interviews coming down the line. Watch the space. But this one... This episode, this is all about Celtic Clash. It's about post-era boxing. It's first of what I understand to be a series of three. With two more coming later on at the back end of this year. And of course, with recovery not fully in place yet and things being the way they are post-COVID, this this venue, this location, this episode of Celtic Clash is a little bit special. It's a little bit close to the heart for me, to be honest with you. It's in Alicante. I'll tell you all about it in a few minutes in the Guadamara Arena a fantastic arena fantastic hotel in a fantastic part of a fantastic country you are in for a real treat if I sound a bit excited if I sound a bit wound up if I sound a bit hyper and dare I say even ultra positive it's because I am woo it's been a week of victories personal victories little scenarios that pop up every now and then in the real world as they call it where people just venture out of their lane stray across into lanes that they shouldn't. And they just need to be reminded and guided, firmly but definitely, back in their lane. And that's happened. That's been done. So we're on a winning run, and we're going to stay that way. On this episode, I'm joined by a group of winners, a bunch of winners, a new look to what has been a Celtic Clash series that's been fluid, that's been transient, and that's changed over 11 different series, 11 different shows that has brought entertainment, it's brought drama, it's brought heartache, it's brought success, it's brought joy and it's bringing us another stanza of that on Saturday night. The majority of the Irish fighters arrived, landed and settled last night, the rest I believe today, in the Guardamar Hotel. They're fine-tuning, preparing and they're getting ready for Friday away in Saturday night fight. The Celtic Clash series has been a hugely positive and successful series of shows which has been held in different formats different collaborations and around different venues in the south, mainly at the beginning. Now, if you're to be honest and fair, there's a lot of people who have an awful lot to say about boxing in Ireland. Some might say that there's too much said and not enough done by certain entities and some. But the facts are, and, and, and let's deal in facts here, that the likes that Leonard, Dennis... And later on, Stephen have brought a concept from being, from being just that, a concept, an idea, to giving it life, bringing it to life, and to making it real. And with each show, brought the possibility, the opportunity, of a particular section of fighters. What do I mean by a particular se- section of fighters in Ireland? Not everybody can be high performance level. Not everybody can be... Irish champion level. Not everybody can be even county level. At different points in people's lives, we, we, we develop, we, we change, we mature. And um, we, we sometimes can find skills and talents later on as we, as we develop, as we grow older. Not everybody is, is a very obvious talent from the beginning. And not everybody really wants to box to be a champion. Some want to fight to prove they can. Some want to see how much talent, if any, do they have. The idea of any or every town on the island having a fighter on a pro card once or twice or maybe three times a year, growing and building a support, a following, and more importantly, a network, whilst also inspiring youth and young people in those areas and showing them that no matter what age they're at, no matter what point of their life they're at, whether they're late teens, mid-twenties, or some indeed early thirties, there were at times that decide they're going to try it and see how they get on. But different levels of success mean different things to different people. But it's real, it's meaningful, and it was all so powerful. And off the back of last week's episode, celebrating the success of our Olympians and our qualifications and the medals that will come in a couple of weeks' time, I do think it's important to say as well that not everybody that gets into the ring and laces up the gloves. Not everybody has the ambition, the want, 
or will become an Olympian. Personally, I would say the X Factor, the special trait that boxing clubs and boxing movement and the boxing family brings to people, is that belonging, that sense of being part of something. That uh, that warm feeling that you get when you know there's a coach there who genuinely cares. He genuinely cares for his boxers and looks out for them and matches them with care, puts thought into it. And gives them a chance. And if they're not good enough, he'll bring them back around again and he'll find another way to do it and he'll keep them involved. But it's all the time keeping them involved. Now, if you happen to have that talent and you grow and you move along and you you uh, you develop, as, as the Celtic Clash series did. Take, for example, Celtic Clash 2. Fellas like Rowan Date, Carl MacDonald, Jay Byrne, Lynn Harvey and Shawnee Gray all featured there in the early parts of their careers. All had decent, most of them had decent amateur backgrounds but nobody 100% sure what this programme was about or what it might bring. Fair to say each of those went on to become household names on the, on the domestic scene here in Ireland and, and some international with Rowan boxing still in Dubai and not far off a, a, an international title shot. Carl MacDonald went became some super bantamweight champion as did Jay Byrne who went on to become a Celtic Nations champion. Jay Lynn of course boxed famously for a title and just came up a little bit short so each one on, on those early card on that early card went on to have their huge their own success and it was a huge success in its own right Eric Donovan had made his, his pro debut having been an absolute standout amateur but no one knew for sure and nobody could have known for sure where and what it would, have come, would end up for Eric and as we know he went on this last summer this time last year lit up our screens and brought some faith and brought some currency brought some pride into back into a sport which had been at the hands of, of some some let's say low blows over the last while. Celtic Clash five, good counsel GA, lads like Stephen McAfee, Colin Donovan, Jade Kareem, Keen McMahon, Carl McDonald again and Niall O'Connor, all coming up into the card, filling their prominent roles on that fight cards. Again, they went on to establish names for themselves on the scene, which was becoming recognisable. People were looking out for it. They're waiting for them waiting for the cards and it was really really well done well planned and well orchestrated by Leonard and the crew we would get announcements hot on the heels little teasers as we go done just as you'd expect with any level of promotion and any level of cards regardless of the size as I said there's a fluidity to pro boxing especially especially in Ireland because it's it's very very tough for fighters to balance family life working life and as we call it the real world Comes around Celtic Clash 7. We've got some new faces starting to emerge. We've got Carl MacDonald, as I said, boxed for the title. He went on to box a fella, Dylan McDonough. One of the most affable, likeable fellas that you could ever meet in the game. Christy Dignam was was signed up for that night. We had the likes of Killian Reardon, Martin Wall, Siobhan O'Leary, all starting to emerge onto this scene, which was, as I said, bustling and thriving. On and on we went. Some shows were a little bit more popular than others, but all successful in their own right. With fellas coming out of towns and villages in Ireland that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been hugely represented by in boxing over the years, which resulted in a special sort of excitement, a special sort of following, a new feel as they got behind one of their own. On and on we went, as I said. Lots of fallouts, lots of fall-ins, lots of make-ups. It's going to happen. That happens, as I said, in the real world. It happens in the not-so-real world. But it makes it even more special to think that people can and will come together for the sake of a sport that, as I said, brings more than people want to realise and recognise. Let's stick with the facts. Nothing like this can be done without money. The lack of a main sponsor, the lack of a TV deal, the lack of any sort of endorsements makes it all the more special that this series has grown the way it has. The team, the individuals behind the scenes, under the, under the auspices of Leonard, under Dennis and under Stephen. Just do it. it. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And as I said, there's an awful lot of thought. There's an awful lot of planning goes into these fights. These guys aren't working fight to fight. These guys, I believe, are operating two, three shows down the line. And they're building a scene. They're building a, a little myriad, a little web of what may or may not occur. And it's incredible. I know this time around we're using some, what we would say, journeymen and whatever else. That's, that's, that just has to happen right now. But if you're being fair, look back over the cards over the last few, you will see there was an awful lot of domestic rivalries building. And there's an awful lot of them are bubbling just below the surface at the moment. 
so it won't be too long before they're all starting to come to the top four. The travel to Alicante, the planning and the production will no doubt come at a serious cost and probably a certain amount of loss to the promoters themselves. So unless you're willing to put your hand in your pocket and stump up and contribute and help out, I think you maybe just want to hold on a little bit and watch how this grows again because it's it's not going to take too long for it to catch on. There's a, there's a hunger and a thirst right now for boxing at the ground level in Ireland. And I don't think the powers that be, I don't think the powers that want to be, I don't think the administrators, I don't think anybody in these places can can hold it back for much longer. I think that there needs to be a serious sit down round the table, get all the players together and get the pieces in place to make a busy, bustling, happening Irish professional boxing scene. Let me just finish up as well while we're talking facts and real and, and being honest. It's 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 virtually impossible to go through your day-to-day life without having a fallout of some sort or some shape with, with somebody, particularly when it comes to boxing because there's so many different moving parts, whether it's a ticket deal, whether it's weight making, whether it's fights, whether it's matchmaking, no matter what it is, there's always going to be somebody with something to say. I've been honest, I've had differences of opinion with people over my time in this. I've had a couple of differences indeed with Leonard himself. But I can be honest and and genuine and I can say that there's nothing but respect, admiration and acknowledgement for what this Celtic Clash series is. It's 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 nothing short of, of, of amazing, to be honest with you. When you look at the, the, the lack of that massive name sponsor, that massive name brand or that TV dealer or, or something of the substance to row in behind it and take away those overheads. The fact that it still goes ahead, still rolls on and still churns out show after show. Well, lads, it's just hats off here for me and whatever little differences or gripes we have over the time, we're going, probably going to have them over and over again. Because when it comes down to the love of the game, the promotion of the game, the want and the will and the need to grow the game at this level, it's worth having. And as you've become accustomed to hear me say here, no matter what fallouts, no matter what fights, no matter what happens, all's well that ends well. Before we jump across and hear from the fighters, I want to give you a little heads up as to my plans and hopes for the next few weeks and months. The fight cards and calendars have been starting to fill up now for the yearly season in the boxing world. Fight camp, of course, was announced with much pomp and praise over the last few weeks, and it continues to grow, of course, with the zone and, and matchroom. And we're also waiting on word from Falls Park in Belfast. I just had a message from Jamie Conlon. Shout out to you, Jamie. A man, a man on a mission, a man under intense pressure right now, but as I said to him in text, it's a good job there's only one man you can really turn to when the pressure comes on and you need to get shit done because there's very few better than or able than Jamie Conlon when it comes to doing it and in his hometown almost in his backyard as Mick told us here when he chatted it's um, it's going to be a very special card and it's that has helped shape my plans for, for the next few weeks what am I looking to do? I want to get across to Friday night Falls Park if the plates are to be correct the 6th now these are provisional, they're not confirmed yet they're not confirmed but if they are to go as planned the Friday night would be the 6th we would have an sensational card can you imagine the atmosphere albeit reduced, possibly social distanced can you imagine the card can you imagine the carnival atmosphere there's no fights announced, there's nothing confirmed I keep saying this because I don't want it to seem like I'm selling clickbait but we know the names that could and would feature Tyrone McKenna, Tyrone McCullough Sean McComb, Poddy McCrory, Lewis Crocker, who knows, who knows? All lads that I have personal contacts with, that I can chat with at any time. We've got our pal Stephen Morton up there, Boxing Tickets Northern Ireland. We could have, uh, how many hookups could we do? How many live shows? How many different things could we do with them? Incredible. So this is where I'm planning. Don't know if it's due well or not. I'm going to have to reach out and get a couple of advertisers, a couple of sponsors, but that's what I'm doing. Plan is, go to Belfast, take in whatever the build-up to it is, take in the show itself. Next day, next day, 7th of August, is Fight Camp Week 2. This could be a pipe dream, and it probably is. It's probably a, a, like a Santa's wish list for me as a fight fan. But imagine getting across there and watch Tommy McCarty beat the shit out of Chris Billum-Smith. Imagine all the crack and the, um, 
I don't know whether it'll be crack. I don't know how intense it's going to get because the McGuigans are going to be there. Tommy doesn't mince his words, as you heard from recently here with me. Get to watch Tommy do that one. As well as Lady Luck herself. The dirtiest laugh in boxing. The lar- one of the biggest personalities and the most lovable personalities in the game. The lady who says no to nobody. She's been in, and I mean in boxing terms, sorry Beck. She's fought anyone that is to fight. She's given them all a fight and she's there to the end. Beck Connolly is in with Ebony Bridges on that card too. And last but not least, my, f- my man. The leader of the Famalam movement. Jazza Dickens, of course, is in with Barry Galahad. Kid Galahad or whatever it is he calls himself. For the featherweight world title imagine imagine what a fight what an occasion that would be and then get back home then for that and get and pick up the pieces of what might be left don't know if it's doable or not certainly won't be for the one to try in but if you can help in any way or you know anyone who can point me in the right direction get in touch hit me up the links and all you need to get in touch will be in the show notes below the plan would be to bring the camera to bring the recording to do little bits here and there and to bring a taste of the biggest atmospheres in the boxing post-COVID era. Not asking for much, Al, are we? Anyway, the goals, the ambitions and the dreams have always been big here and they will stay big. Next up, we're going to talk to some of the fighters that are on Saturday night. The first lad, he was on with me not long after coming home from Australia. In fact, I'd say he was probably still a little bit jet-lagged when Danny Boy Keating chatted to me about... I don't know, I wouldn't say he was disheartened. He certainly wasn't. He was full of enthusiasm. He was happy to be home. Weather was getting him down a little bit, but uh, he was about to start training with uh, Irish boxing legend, Nicholas Cruz. He was going to travel to Port Leash from Cork. He was going to live with him for a little bit. He was going to get some training camp, valuable time under his belt. Um, the scene in Australia right then probably died. It had nosedived. Genuinely, at the beginning of lockdown, there was nothing happening. My God, how much that has changed over the last few weeks. The shows, the fights, the fighters that are coming out there, incredible. And we're going to hear a little bit more of that in the future. At that stage, he was, as I said, working under Nicholas. He was waiting on opportunities. He's managed and guided and led by the reliable and all around just a good guy, Paul Keegan and DDP Sports. He's mentored by Wayne McCullough, Dennis Hogan, and he's just... He's a, he's a super talented kid with some big, big hopes and ambitions. And he now has teamed up with the, another legend in Irish boxing, Tony Davitt, as they prepare for his fight in Alicante on Saturday night. He's 3-0. He'll be 4-0 come Saturday. And he's got some big plans for the rest of the year. I believe there's another three fights on the card. He's a wonderful example of what Celtic Clash is about and what it can do and what it will do. And Danny chatted to me. He wasn't doing any media. And it blew my mind when he told me that. But he gave me time as he sat in his hotel in Dublin and chilled out. All the work done. It's Danny Keating. I'm good, Al. Um, th- things are good. Uh, today was my last day of camp. I'd done um, seven weeks camping here in Dublin with uh, Tony Davis. Um, my management, Paul Keegan, or DDPs after getting me in my first fight. It almost feels like it's my uh, pro debut all over again, but I can honestly say, like, I've been out of the ring almost three years, but, like, there hasn't been a time where I wasn't boxing. So, like, I, I feel great going into this camp. I've learned so much in the three years. I've always been sparring. I've always been in training. So, it's not, it's not as if I had to start all over again. June 26th in Spain, I'll be more than ready to put on a show. Like, when I was speaking to you last time, I said... I, was, I didn't even have a fight date and I wasn't sure when I was fighting but I said the time will come um, I'm going to stay ready and when that call comes you know, I'll be in a position where yes I can take the fight and be full steam ahead um, yeah I'm just happy that uh, the time has finally came and I was just I was completely single minded for this camp as I said when I got the date I was probably I was probably seven eight weeks out and uh, I we made a plan with my training schedule and for I have to say I haven't missed one single session in the last eight weeks um so yeah I was pretty, pretty much so dedicated to getting the ball rolling and getting the, getting the start off again because I can see my management well like what the the, the strings they've pulled to, to get me these fights and I just wanted to to give them absolutely everything that I could like the effort they're putting into me I, wa- I wanted to give back the same effort and that's why I was traveling up and down to Dublin every single week, sparring. I was coming out of a car tire, I was sparring, it didn't didn't bother me because I just wanted to 
to show them that you know look I'm dedicated and, and I appreciate the time that they're putting into me and getting me these fights everything has gone according to plan my weight is I've been on weight the last three weeks I'm the kind of person like as I said if I was missing sessions here here and there like come fight week it all start playing in my head where oh, I should have done more and I'm that kind of person where like I have to be going into fights mentally ready because other than that it's just going to be playing tricks in my mind and now that I, I know that I've had a great camp everything has gone to plan I haven't missed any sessions I can go into this fight with absolutely no excuses and yeah be fully fully confident of, of what I can do and yeah and I'm, and I'm and I'm absolutely pretty sure that I'm going to go over and put on a great show for everyone and come back with that win what, what we're four days out from it now the focus zeros and I know from talking to so many of you guys that they're, you, you, you're all different None two, no two of you are the same I keep saying this and people I don't think people believe it at times but you can put ten boxers at ten different levels in a room and there's no one in them no two of them will ever be the same in anything but as it gets closer for you Danny what would people around you say you're like in fight week I would say come fight week I, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty quiet um I'd be, I'd be in the zone. There'd be nothing else on my mind. Literally, just getting in there and thinking about my job and the task I have ahead of me. I'm, not, I'm normally just absolutely zoned into it, and I've no distractions or anything. And yeah, I'm pretty much. I, I come fight week. I'm normally in a happy place. Look, it's, it's not good to be inactive because, like, you, you're always going to be. If you're coming off a, lo- a long stretch, like you're, you're, you're going to be rusty. Um, but I'm happy that during my inactivity that I've stayed I've stayed in training I've stayed in reasonable shape I've kept a certain amount of fitness I've been jumping in doing the odd spars here and there and when I get that I get that fight date and get that couple of weeks camp it's full steam ahead and I know that I can I can get into the best shape that I can and inactivity it isn't great but while you're while you're not active if you can make the most of it it's sometimes when you when you get back into camp it, it's not as hard to get into shape last thing I'll ask you and, and what can fans of Danny Boy Keating that haven't discovered you yet the ones that are waiting to discover you or the ones that have been behind you all the way what can we expect from Danny Boy Keating come fight night Just I just want to show up and show people how like how slick I am and like I'm going to go in and I, I feel like I'm going to be very composed inside there and like people looking in are probably going to think that I may be I could be 12, 13 and all because um, yeah, I feel like I'd be very relaxed inside there and like as if it's not my first time inside there. People that know me, that know me all the years, they know how dedicated I am and they know the, the heights that I can achieve. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping that everybody can get behind me and if it won't be long before I'll start turning heads and showing people what I actually really am about and, I, and I, pre- I appreciate your time mate and I appreciate the phone calls and maybe even when I'm in Spain we can have another chat Top man Danny thanks I first chatted with Marty ahead of his Celtic Clash 7 with Francie Lazoho back in March 2019 he's a wonderfully real straight talking dub he's a fighter who's pretty much fought and had to fight for everything he's ever got in his life He's fallen out in, he's fallen in, he's fallen out of love with boxing at different stages of his career and of his life. Right now, he's absolutely besotted her again. His fights have been nominated in the past as fighter, Irish Fight of the Year, and indeed, he's won Irish Fight of the Year. He's back under the auspices of Phil Sutcliffe, who he says is the only man who knows and can control him. And I grabbed a few minutes of his time on Monday night as he made those last few preparations and fine tunes for his fight on Saturday. You're one of the characters that uh, brings a smile to everyone's face when you're fighting, whether you're not fighting, no matter what you're doing, you're doing it. To the, uh, you oh, have what? to put a smile on people's faces, don't you? Well, you know, Marty, there's a lot of lads doing an awful lot of talking. And, and in fairness to you, you back up what you say. So it, it, that's that's rare trait in these days. So yeah, Well, on me, three me fights are fighting the night and one was fighting the year, so. So what's this one going to be? <laughs> this one's going to be, but mate, um, to, to be honest, like, I'll have to try a few new things out, out in, in the ring. and uh, So I'm just going to put them to the test out there now. Um, but you see, um, the, the, the boxing ability, I'm out to be in, like, you know, moving the head and staying outside, at the, at the outside of the ring instead of just wanting to go in and kill them all the time. So 
I'm, you said, they will see a different fighter than out there now, but still the same me, but just a bit better, you know? Yeah, it sounds, I mean, it's, it's all the characteristics, and I think what people need to remember as well, or, or should know, is you're back where it all began, you're back with the, with the Masters. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're back. In, so you know what, the only thing about it is, is he fighting away, it costs a bloody fortune, you know? Mm. That's the thing, you know, and, and um, yeah. it's, it's it's high time. I don't know who listens to this or who doesn't, but anyone in power that's making decisions, let's get this sorted. These lads and girls need to be fighting at home in front of their people. The people that have supported them from the ground up, they want to be able to support them now in their big game, you know, so. Well, you know, like, we're going over to Spain and we're paying Spanish fighters to fight us, like, you know what I mean? They should be paying us to fight them. Yeah. No, it's it's um it's time now to sort it all out. You know, let's draw a line under because the sport you know you know Marty from being in the gym every day. The talent is just it's never been the same. It's never been no, like this. never, 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 never. Is it a big Did job you... for the older lads like you to to keep manners on these young lads? You have to keep them in place, do you? <laughs> ah, mate, you know not to mess with me in the club. But just they do with that towel. Now I'm the oldest in the club, and I'm a pro, so like they all listen to me. Do you know what I mean? That's. Did you ever think you'd say today you're the oldest in the club? It doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> Man, I said that. I kind of said to me, so "Why am I after saying that?" <laughs> well, you're the youngest oldest club member in the country. Well, I tell you, I'm the fittest oldest man in the club. Put it that way. Well, there's a, well, as I said to anyone that listens and anyone that wants to listen or whatever else, when you put your mind to it, mate, there's nothing you can't do, and everyone knows that, you know. So that's it, mate. That's it's a pleasure it. to see you back, and I'm absolutely delighted. But look, in between the fights and in between the fighting and everything else, we've had lockdown, we've had the whole lot. How's that been for you? Is, how have uh, you got- mate, even to, up till now, like, um. Like I've two kids with two kids with my ex girlfriend, like, and she never wanted me boxing or anything when we were with, with, together. So never mind not being together. So like, she puts a bleeding bit of a strain on me because she shows the kids at me, like, and I like, could be getting more training in or like, you know, it's just everything is hard, and you have kids, like, they don't want to. She doesn't want to be on time or. It's just a nuisance, everything, and then the pandemic only only allowed in at certain times and certain trainers, and it's all allowed to be in a bit of a mess, but look, we're out to getting through it, aren't we, so? Yeah, and the camp, as I said, the camp is almost at the end now, you're you're close enough to the weight, so it'll be, um, it'll, as tough a struggle as it's been, and it has been for everybody in different ways, but to make that walk on Saturday night when the name is called and the knock on the door, it'll be, it'll be just all things go, won't it? Oh, yeah, maybe just all. Uh, listen, as I said, I'm just pissing my mom on the bell now, but when I'm in there smashing your man's head in, I'll be happy, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the, that's, and that's the old the, the old fighting spirit comes back into it. Um, yeah. There was a lot of shows falling away. There was talk of one being just before Christmas, which I think you were scheduled to be on that as well. So you would have had a camp. So you've probably got two camps under your belt now. Um, yeah, well, you see, people here, you have two camps. Man, that's bad for you having yeah. two camps, you know what I mean? As in the say that, like you're training all the time, your body's not getting a rest. So then, when it does come to fight, yeah, after after two, three hard rounds, you're feeling it. Then you're feeling, you're from, you're feeling all of that hard training. For like, like these are bookies on the show, bookie, you know, bookie. I do. Yeah, I'm going to chat with him later on. Like there's bookies coming onto the show now. About four, he he's training since fucking since before Christmas. He was like meant to go team. to America, wasn't he? Yeah, like, it's like he hasn't took a week off when he should have. Because yeah. it catches up on you, you know what I mean? But you what blow I, yourself out. What I was going to say to you was, I suppose you had the two camps back to back. You have the, um, you have this one now. We know now this is going ahead. Um, what can we expect? I suppose you've gone back to your original trainer, which is Phil. You've you've made a few changes. It, it it's it. You're not going to be unrecognisable. You're just going to have a few little changes that are going to help you become that uh, more mature. I'll still you? come out there and fucking be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be fighting and banging and what have you. But I'm so, I'm a little bit smarter now. You know, I stop thinking more and my head's moving a lot and my footwork's gone a lot better. So. Like uh, 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 it is coming on for me, yeah. And I remember, I remember the last time I chatted to you, fight week. It was a bit hectic. There was a lot of a lot of media going on. It was in Dublin. There was a lot of media going on. Yeah, the weight was going on. Does this does this be a little bit easier once you get on that plane tomorrow? You're able to focus a hundred percent, or does it make it is is it is it harder for a fighter going away from home? It may for me first time it is. I'm a little, I'm a little bit stressed out, like because I didn't know what way things were. Mate, me, when I say stressed out, man, I'm talking about like 
when it's something you've never done on to Spain, you have to keep ringing people. I, I'd done it, and it's it start. You look, you don't want to ring tears, and then you're ringing sponsors for money, and it's just mate, it's hectic. It is. See, coming up to the week of fight, like it's hectic. But as you Sorry, go on what you're saying. No, no, as I was going to say, that's that's the build-up to it. So that once you're on that plane and you're over there, I suppose, the the, the, the worries of what might be forgotten or the might, mightn't be done oh, and it yeah. needs to be there oh, all gone. Until you're going on that flight, then like, everything will be, be stress-free. Like. And you're going to get the PCR, they're going to shove that thing as far up into your nose as they can. We've right? done that already yesterday. So you're good to go, everything is clear. And they, gave me, they sent Jake the things today. The, the same Jay Kenny the email today saying we were all right so so it's all good to go and then the last the last couple of bits I'll ask you Marty because I don't want to keep you too long as the oh, fight gets closer fight week fight week winds up you're getting closer to the weigh-in you get to see him you weigh in fight what changes do you see or what anyone that'll be around you that'll know you what, what way do you go do you go quieter do you go madder do you just stay the same what way do you in what what when I when I well, mate, it depends, really. It depends on the way he comes, comes to me, like, you know. If I walk out and, like, and I see the fire and I'm fine, I wouldn't really give a fuck. I don't care who I'm fine. I'll fight anybody. But um, if you try to, like, act like you can try to be big or something, now I'd get a bit mad, like, you know. No mm. fucking push over. But when you're doing the weight and when you're doing everything else and in the week, you're thinking about it, you're working the last few bits with Phil. Is Phil able to work it? He knows you He knows you well, so he's uh, able to keep you. Ah, uh, yeah. Phil's able to keep me on. And Phil's probably the only person that's able to keep me on the line, mate. Yeah, there you go. And that's, that's... No one else can, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, the week of the cutting the weight and all, no one really wants to be on L me because I'm a cranky bastard. Mm. I'm like a little clatter. Well, listen, I'm after been talking to big Kevin Cronin down in Kerry and he's cutting from being a light heavy to a cruiser. So he's feeling it too. And I, he said the same. He doesn't want to be around anyone. Everyone gets a bit grumpy. It's, yeah, it's well, normal. Mate, we, for this fight, we lost. So he's 75. You know, so it's... it's uh... It's it's bleeding and it's it's it was hard this one now. as I said, I feel grand now. Like I'm after having a little uh, chop there, so I'm getting a bit of energy back. But I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm feeling good for this fight. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I just want to get in there now and get it done. And tell us this, Marty. Last thing I'll say at the end, I'll let you go. For the for oh. fighter for the fans, the Irish fans who it's been a long time and not just lockdown. From from we've had every excuse. We've had people telling us it's because of this, that, and the other. The end of the day, fight fans just want to see fights. They don't want to have to go to Belfast. They don't want, to, and that's no disrespect. But Belfast is one of my favorite places to go. But oh, yeah. we want I to know. see fights in Dublin. We want to see fights in around the country. What do Dublin we? What, what can we hope to see for Marty Quinn going ahead? This is just the first of many. I hope is it. Well, listen. This is just this is just a ring list. Then I've I've a title in, in, in the hand when I come back in that Callas Stadium, that basketball stadium. Now, with so many fights and so many fighters on the card, I'm trying to just do a a quick sweep and bring you a sample of the different types of characters and fighters that we've got on the card from all different parts of the country. Owen O'Neill, the operator, made his debut on Celtic Clash Eight at the Devonish in his hometown of Belfast. He draws some support he harnesses and channels a quite extraordinary and raucous cliftonville support have a listen something else really is something else they won't be able to be there in body on saturday night but no doubt they'll be huddled around laptops phones computers all over the place in belfast as they wish and will their man on Owen is a he's, a he's a lovely fella, he's a lovely character, but don't be in that opposite corner when the bell goes. He's trained by another friend of the show here, the incredible coach that is Dee Walsh, and he chatted to me on, again, Monday, after a light session, and he talked about what COVID was like, about what life after COVID is like, and about his career now, going forward. Oh, I mean, he... Don't really know, but he, <laughs> he's just there every day, you know what I mean? He's there flipping trainers like mad, and... He wants 10 canal fights in one day. Yeah. You want to see the things he could say to you after him watching them? You're, you're a fellow violent gentleman. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yes. I've been lucky to be in with Ross there from the jump. I t- I keep saying it's 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 a great brand and I think it's going to grow with yeah. you lads. The brand name is unreal. Violent Sandman, it's a crier. You know what I mean? Uh, just the other day, me and Connor Quinn were walking through Kennedy Centre and uh, I was wearing my, my green triple O top. 
from Valentine, no man. And a guy tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, mate, where'd you get that? And I was like, on eBay, triple on. He's like, the Valentine, no man, but that's unreal, no. I think it's the whole, the Valentine, no man, but catchy local brands, you know what I mean? The the first time I met Ross, he was up giving Lewis stuff, and Lewis was doing like a photo shoot. First time I ever heard of the tap, the make or anything, and I... He let me try a couple of things on there. I was like, mate, not only is, is, is this class, but this is class fitting. You know what I mean? It feels good and stuff. And I just sort of, I got his number and I, I messaged him um, about sort of taking me on board. And he did, fair play to him. Um, yeah, he's a gentleman. He's, he's on the ball with me all the time. So yes, like This one's all about Saturday night, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, Clash mate, 11. Um, that's it, mate. Uh, so been, it feels like I just fought last week in Luxembourg. Um, the camp, has flew in, uh, just ready to go, mate. Make it six and zero over here, and uh, it sets it sets me up for a big comeback here in da- in the Davenies in October. Um, if all goes well, it goes ahead. I'll be stepping up the sixth round. I just can't wait. As I said, go over and get the win, and then take a wee week off because I think I do need a break. Where that last fight, I took one day off or something, and I was back in training. But the camps are getting harder, to be honest. With you. People should also be aware. Uh, Owen is part of a formidable stable. He's got fellas around him there that are just, I won't say killers, but fucking killers. <laughs> yeah, we've got Potty McCrory, we've got Lewis Croc. Connor Quinn is one of the, another big secret that's just waiting to explode onto this. If people are impressed with Charlie Edwards, hold on to your hats, lads, because you've done seen nothing yeah. yet. This kid hates yeah. like a mule. Oh, um, Connor, Connor's power made something else. Yeah, I was a week before mine. Potty was meant to fight the night before me, but obviously he got injured. Lockdown, I suppose, for a lot of people. It was a lot of things. Some people struggled. Some people didn't cope. Some people breezed through it. For you, mate, you had your woes. You had your ups and downs. You had fights falling away. You had a loss in your family, which I'm very sorry to yeah. hear about as well. Cheers, mate. Thank um, you. COVID, the, problem, the lockdown thing was probably the best thing that's happened to me. Um, obviously, at the time, I didn't think it. I was getting frustrated because fights were falling through and I just wasn't fighting. I bloomed up the don't want to say, but... A, l- a lot of weight at the start, you know, like the first four weeks of lockdown, uh, and then I got my active gear. And basically, from like a year and a half ago, I've been in, I've been training flat out. So it was the best thing for me, mate. Uh, that like I could just learn boxing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, there was no pressure on me about fighting, making weight and stuff. So I was just going to sessions and just literally learning boxing. I know it sounds stupid, but that's that's all it was. Um, so it, it benefited me big time. Like I'm 10 times the fighter I was before COVID. Um, and I would never have said something like that if it was before COVID. Like I wouldn't be that confident. But I know I know my last fight there, it was a, it was a great performance. Um, it showed. But like even sparring, I've, I've, I've dropped a lot of people. The body shots and stuff. The other boys sort of say me that I'm a, the body shot king. But uh, like I would have never. I don't think I've ever dropped anyone. Or I got a knockout in the amateurs. 2017 that's the only guy I've ever dropped in boxing so the confidence is definitely sky high um, and just hopefully it continues and I keep improving it's it's probably the breakdown stuff that, mm. that gets like he can break things like he starts with just one punch and then slips come rolls come and then by the end of the week you're flipping out and like four punches under that first combo that that first punch so I don't know it's, it's hard to explain but that if things are going the the way things are going now, if we all have a good good things on their day yeah. to come. Mate, there's guys training with us who aren't even boxers and just like they do one to ones with D. The D gets them up. So like there's no there's none of that like, oh look at me, I'm pro or I'm like Lewis is European champion. Yeah, every, everyone knows him. Lewis would come up and train with the kids sometimes and also fight weeks are different things for different fellas like uh, there's weight to be done there's everything else there, there can be media this one is a little bit different and you're on the road again so how is Owen O'Neill normally fight week no, no, I'm moody <laughs> I'm moody and cheeky my girl would probably say because I'm not eating and stuff um, but mate uh, every, I just don't really look too much in there I just really take the dog walk go out walking do the same sort of thing now I've took a week off work um, just taxi I'm a taxi man just to really chill out there today I was just sitting in the house watching boxing all access uh, Javante Davis so it's, there's not really I don't really think too much into it like um, and then obviously I'm going to Spain here on Thursday so it'll be a bit different like. and you and Belfast it's it's the home of yeah. fighting it's the home of Belfast it's the home of fighting in Europe I say and I'm, I don't care if I'm biased how exciting is that to know that what's coming it, 
that's that's it, mate. The sky's the limit. I, I've I've just really I'm just gonna keep working hard and keep improving and literally go for it, you know what I mean? Um I, I do think I I will win titles. Like I've said before in interviews, I didn't just turn pro just oh look at me, like I, I wanna be successful, I wanna have money, I wanna have titles, I wanna come out of the sport successful so sky's the limit for me Frampton was a person I sort of looked up to I got to meet him a couple of times in Monkstown Boxing Club when I trained there like I'm not obviously don't have a crowd like um, Frampton but it's the same sort of idea like with all my the, the people who sell tickets to to come they sing Clinville songs uh, they sing like mad they are mad um, and he had the same sort of backing himself so Growing. And that experience yeah. of travelling and being on the road, mate, with no crowd and with no support, no, I mean, definitely. it stands to you because when you bring it yeah. home, it, be, it makes it an awful lot easier when you have that mad crowd behind you, doesn't it? Yeah, mate, well, but maybe my last fight, the last round, I was trying to go for it. Maybe if the crowd was there yeah. turning me on, I could have took him out of there, but... Uh, in fairness to you, I've seen you mention that a bit. Um, it's something that's in your mind, isn't it? You, know, you wanted to get him out of there, but he wasn't... wasn't. Yeah, mate, I, I was actually sort of disheartened after the fight, um... For a couple of days, well, not this hard. Like, I know I'm better, I'm better than that. Um, that performance, even though that was my best performance, and like, I just thought I could have. That guy was nowhere near my standard. He, he wasn't the best. Like, he was, he was throwing punches from everywhere. He was completely out of range and stuff. I just thought I could have stopped him. You know what I mean? Maybe if it was an hour round or two, I could have got him out of there. But uh, I'm very hard myself, mate. And from all the way up north, we go right down to the south, where, when you speak of sport in Kerry, you automatically think of memories of the likes of Jack O'Shea, of the Bomber Liston, or Ogie Morn, and so many other legendary GAA names come to mind. Mick O'Dwyer, of course, did a stint here in Kildare and took us to the Promised Land, almost. Kevin Cronin, though, booked that trend. The Kingdom Warrior opted for the past less travelled. All good here, all good here, my man. Yeah, look... It's always entertaining when I'm in the ring, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was fighting Saturday night and then not looking around at yet, so it is looking good. Like I was out what three months ago and I'm out again. We I know through COVID we hadn't fought since twenty twenty nineteen. But this is two fights now again within the space of three months. It looks like things are picked back up going out firing again. I've actually only had the one fight in Ireland. But yeah, it looks like things are starting to pick up a bit, even if they're not in Dublin. It'd be nice to be there, but isn't it nice to see the fights happening? And it'd be nice to be busy and have a lot more fights under my belt by now through lockdown. But you know, I'd lockdown done a lot for me. I like I got the time to get into you know good condition. I got the time to get all these rounds under my belt. Look at the things I was doing wrong, and you know, pick up on a lot of things I wouldn't have picked up on if I stayed active. All came out of lockdown, a lot better fighter better condition than what I went into luck. It was all pluses on my side. My PCR test tomorrow, um, uh, flying out Thursday, Thursday afternoon, uh, weigh-ins Friday evening then, and oh, look, I can't wait to get the weigh-ins out of the way. One of my toughest cuts yet, even though I'm fighting a cruiserweight in this fight, but I think, look, I'm just getting, just getting leaner and muscle mass and body fat and everything coming down. It's just getting tougher and tougher and of course, very good down here. Um, there was great support for my debuts. Blown away, John. The huge crowd above in the stadium. They came up to see it. Then over in London, the support I got even like a few went over to London, which was a bit odd. As can't put my finger on it. I'm getting a lot of interviews. My confidence is growing. I'm very confident in where I'm going to go. The support, it's it's nuts down there. You know, it's just growing and growing every fight. It's getting bigger and bigger. And, you know what, I love it because I can't wait to bring boxing back to Kerry. And it's like it wasn't just a one fight thing. It didn't die away. It was a lot, lot bigger for my last fight than it was for my first fight. Regardless of what happens with lockdown or regardless what happens with any sort of feuds or anything else, I, I genuinely believe it's time to start opening Ireland up and, and having fights all over the country and not just in Dublin all the time, you know. But so I just kind of go into my shell the final few days, to be honest with you. Like, um, you know, training throughout camp and all that, it's cringe. I keep people updated. I try meet up with friends, have the chat. And whatnot, but you know, I fight. It's a bit different. Fight week, you're cutting weight. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> you'll be getting kind of cranky cutting weight, and it's just you know, you don't have as much time for all these big conversations as you would another week because yeah. your your mouth is dry, you're hungry, you're tired, every everything. Um, fight week, I just kind of look. I just keep to myself. I I do I do my bits of trains. I cut my weight. Um. 
pick up my food and just just keeping to myself to be honest with you going to my shell look I kind of the minute the minute I weigh in I'm back it's a, the minute I weigh in get my food into me I'm back and you know you do know well you'll hear from me on social media between <laughs> the weigh-ins and the fight what can we expect to see from me on Saturday night my first fight I boxed and punched my second fight I punched my last fight I boxed you know, I, I'm just showing something different every, every fight. And as I said, look, I'm coming in a cruiserweight in this fight and going in with the, the big guns for this one. So um, anytime I go in as a as cruiserweight, it's exciting. There's a reason I'm going to be going in with these extra few kgs. We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? I had also planned on bringing Robert Bork on to chat. I had arranged to chat with him before his fight in America. And of course, that fell through. Nothing could be done about that and I chatted arranged to chat with him on Monday night but I think whatever was going on with final preparations and everything else he was under a little bit of pressure hoped to catch him this morning in Spain but look it's not, it hasn't worked out but it hasn't been for the want of trying it hasn't been anyone's fault in particular when it goes to fight week it's always a, a chance that there's, the, there's a lot of other stuff going on so look big up to Rob best of luck to him on his pro debut on Saturday night he's got an immense amateur background he's got a great story and looking forward to catching up with you eventually, my man. And apologies, uh, just didn't just didn't work out this time. So for anybody that's in and around Alicante, that's maybe over there for the fight, the fighters themselves, the coaches, it's a place which became very dear and very close to my heart. I began to visit it in the late 90s, maybe early noughties. My, my trips sort of evolved from being the typically boisterous, raucous fellas holiday where we were filling shopping trolleys full of drink and, and everything else a two quite relaxed, chilled out and loving family holidays many years later. Lots of family events, lots of occasions and just pretty much all of my good, my own family memories that I've built over the last couple of summers, over the last 10 years or so have been in and around Alicante, in and around Murcia, Torrevieja, Lasagna. Beautiful place, Costa Blanca. It, it is labelled and tarnished by the Irish media. No surprise there. Uh, if it's not Costa del Cortown or if it's not Brer somewhere, the Irish media really don't. They don't like it. They don't want to know about it. It's not a full-blown resort. has never been. It's it has a little bit of everything, but it went from being a one stop shop, one stop Irish bar where a little fella from Galway was collecting the glasses, to being a busy, international, massively populated area with a lot of expats, a lot of retired people, a lot of golf courses, international class, world class golf courses where people go for trips and and take in the surrounding areas. The waters of the Mediterranean, the climate. The busy population of expats and retired people. Uh, it, it really just goes to make a, an impossibly beautiful in, environment. It's impossible not to fall in love with the place. It's so chilled out. It's so relaxed. Everything is mañana, as it tends to be in Spain. It's, it's in the morning, tomorrow. If sightseeing is your thing, and I don't mean the sights on roundabouts or outside bars at closing time. <laughs> I mean the historic, cultural you're 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 just going to be spoiled again for choice. There's there's so many different sites. There's the castle, uh, amazing castle, uh, in the harbour city, with the the little historic quarter, traditional uh, markets and selling all the wares and and all the produce of of the area. There's loads and loads of little little markets, fresh produce, bars, restaurants, and family friendly areas. Everything is family friendly, lads. There's plenty of clubs for you as well. If that's what you're into, you won't have any trouble finding them. Just just uh, search for the lights. I speak very often on here, very, very often, and probably not often enough, about uh, two beautifully real and amazingly talented tattooists uh, of Bagua Tattoo at the Lasagna, Lasagna Roundabout. Toby and Sarah have a little movement that they've created, a little community almost around their tattoo parlour. Uh, people drop in and drop out and they chat and they talk and lots of problems get shared and lots of problems get halved and lots of problems get solved and no problems get created, which is a little bit unique. Our paths crossed some time ago now, a time in my life when I was starting to just just look around, listen and to actually see and hear what was really going on in the world, whether it was exploring 
conspiracy stories, whether it was consp- exploring life and the world and the universe at large. He opened my eyes and he opened my mind. Well, he helped open my eyes and my mind and uh, helped educate me in many different areas. We shared many, many hours as I sat in his, uh, on, on his bench being, being tattooed and, and I look forward to many, many more indeed. And it was his suggestion and his straight talk and this, that led to me setting up this podcast. Genuinely, honestly, I'm gutted that I can't make it to this one. This above all, it's would have been in many ways a coming together, I guess, in two parts of my life, two two indelible parts of my life that that just just shape it and and are it basically boxing and my time in Lasagna and Alicante. Enjoy it, try it, take it in for what it is. It's it's only a two and a half hour flight and a hired car will take you anywhere that you want to go in even less drive time. To the crew at Paddy's Point, Gogarty's, or the Outback Bar, and of course to my pals, Toby and Sarah. Uh, just, I guess, a thank you and a mention for all the memories that have filled my life and for all the memories that are going to fill my life. Don't know quite when they'll be next again, but we'll get there for sure. And just before I wrap it all up, what next for Celtic Clash? Well, I believe October 2nd is the next date that's been penciled in and to watch out for. I also believe it's it's to be in and around the Devonish in Belfast, which is a venue that shouldn't be missed and a must be witnessed if you're a serious boxing fan. To Leonard, Dennis, Stephen and the gang, the team at Boxing Ireland Promotions, massive pr- props to you, massive congratulations to get this over the line in as quick time after lockdown as you have it just I suppose to anyone that knows you and the work that you've done in the past it, it's no surprise but it still needs to be marked it still needs to be noticed it still needs to be respected and said to the coaches to the families and to the fighters yourselves who have come through one of the most if not the most difficult and uncertain periods big congratulations and a best of luck to you all enjoy the occasion for what it is anyone making their debut not so enjoyable. It's tricky. It's the next one after that and the ones after that that get to become a lot more enjoyable. This first one, very, 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 very nervous. And take it for what it is. Perfect timing as well. Just as I'm about to wind up and put the episode online, Larry Fryers is text to let me know of his next fight. Don't want to give out the details just yet, but it will be on the 24th of July and it will be in Philadelphia. The rest you'll hear over the next couple of days. So a little bit of inside news, a little bit ahead of every and anybody else. And thank you, Larry, for taking time. Appreciate it, man. That's about it from me and them until then. For any of you that have travelled over, love Alicante, because you will. Be safe, respect the place, love the place, because you will. If you're listening to this podcast when you're over there, spread the word. Share it around, pass it on, do what you can. And if you really do have a little bit of time to spare, click the links in the notes below, follow it all the way through and leave us a little star rating. And if you've gone to that length, you've got to leave a little comment too as well. Lots of brilliant episodes to come. Willow Hayden, Eamon Lochran, Junior Thompson, Olympic previews, and a couple of legendary names of Irish boxing past that you will just won't want to miss. So till then, stay safe, stay sane, smile. All's well that ends well.